I'm Nana. I'm Martin. And we're Blurred Us. And we're Blurred Us. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode. Welcome to episode 174 of Blurds Are Us. Um, today's going to be a nice swift one because not really too many things that happened this week. Um, I haven't watched a lot of different things, even myself. Um, but, you know, we'll be here for about an hour just talking about some of the stuff that we've watched um, or read or, you know, just anything or played even in terms of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and covering that. Um, but I'm not going to hang around too much. I want to let Martin go first. What have you been up to? Right. So, managed to watch the Sunk the Hedgehog movie. Um, nice. I thought it was a good movie. Some had some missed opportunities, but overall, a good movie. I'll yep. give it a three piece. Yep. That's um, a solid rating. I think. What I, sorry. I right, think what I would see in it. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think we gave it a three piece when me and Marvin reviewed it when it first came out. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, you can go on. All right, cool. So I thought some missed opportunities in a film. Um, I, I did like the fact that they used the Green Hill Zones tune right at the end of the movie. They could have used it, you know, during the fight scenes or, um, or like the last battle with, you know, between Sonic and uh, um, Dr. Robotnik, Eggman. Um, but other than that, I thought it was really good. They really dove into the comic books. Um, I you know the purposes of the rings and whatnot. So all that was good. I'm, I was overall I was happy with the movie. Um, I watched Superman Red Sun. This mm. is where Superman lands in Russia instead of landed in America, mm. and um, he lands during the time of uh, Stalin. So when Stalin's alive, and Stalin ends up taking him under his wing, mm. and he sort of adopts the communist um, um, ideology. What's it called? ideology that's the word mm-hmm. um again it was good because uh, it showed that you know uh Kal-El is still very much principled in its ideas um what i like about the movie is that it shows that listen if you try to fight for your ideals and only want to go with your ideals what ends up happening is that you will turn into the very very into the very person you didn't want to come you didn't want to become mm-hmm. so um in this case um he doesn't agree with Stalin, let's say, ends up doing his own thing, and his own thing doesn't work out the way he wanted it to, basically. Mm. Um, we see a reimagining of the relationship between him and um, Diana, okay. um, aka Wonder Woman. Um, you mm. see a reimagining of, uh, of uh, Batman, um, as in the relationship is very, very different. You can tell it's the same Batman, you know, someone who's well-trained, um, you know, plans ahead, uh, plans um, for every situation, especially against his enemies or whatnot. Um, and even the relationship between um, uh, Wonder Woman and, and Superman, where, you know, before it was like, it's, it was platonic, there was a love interest in that one. This one is strictly friends. Even it says that, you know, um, Wonder Woman is uh, lesbian in this case, um, which is a nice touch, I, I think. It's just very, very different. Um, you had uh, it was. Uh, I don't really want to go into too much more detail because I feel for the spoiler territory, especially for people who haven't seen this movie yet. Um, so I leave it at that. But the reimagining of you know of the world in Superman is is a good one, I think. So I recommend it. Um, I'm, I'll give this um, a half chicken because I feel that the story could have been 
better described in certain uh, in certain places, mm. especially what Superman was doing in between um, those stages um, of the of the movie. So I'll leave it at that. Um, but because of that, it's, it would have been a three piece. But because of that little gap there, that you know, I guess they felt lazy describing. I'm dropping it to uh, I'm half chicken. Um, also, was Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you have um, so so the animation goes back to you know the times of uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, mm-hmm. um, and it even has a bit of the music from there as well, like the intro music. Um, it's like like towards the end in the fight scene, you hear it. And it's it's ah, the nostalgia is crazy. Yeah, um, and it fights in the Fatal Five. Um, for a life of me, I can't remember the I can't remember the, the individual names, but the Fatal Five um, are from the thirty first century. So and you have Starboy who goes back in time to the twenty first century, meets the Justice League, and um, and uh, try and stop the Fatal Five. Basically, mm. um, you do get Jessica Cruz in this one as well. Jessica Cruz is the latest uh, Latina Green Lantern of birth, okay. so. Um, the story revolves around her, so again, good watch. Um, this one, I give it. Uh, I think I think I'll give it. Uh, what was it three piece as well for this one? Mm. Um, yeah, but I, I say a low three piece because you know they did have the nostalgia in there. In fact, no, it's, it's, it's a good three piece. No, yeah. not not a low one. It's a good yeah. one. Um, purely because you know the voice actor is very good. The story itself is very good. It shows you why. Um, Jessica Cruz was chosen to be the Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, even though it's got old animation, it, I, I'm sure it'll still be received very well. Mm. Um, also watched Star Trek Discovery, um, Nobles Episode 8. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order after nice. you know picking it up um, during the Black Friday sale. Mm. So in the UK, it's £25.79. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, that's the price drop of fifty four percent. It was originally sixty sixty pounds. So yeah, definitely grab it once you can. I'm sure. I mean, also the deal's probably done, but yeah, maybe you can uh, grab it Monday for the Cyber Monday deals or whatnot. Um, so yeah, I've also been completing about... like my older games. Mm-hmm. Say, I forgot about Cyber uh, Monday. I have to check to see if there's anything mm-hmm. um, worth picking up because Black Friday this year has not been great. There's not been that many good deals. Listen, the best the best Black Friday was when we first started Black Friday. I think that was in twenty, I think maybe twenty sixteen is when we did the first Black Friday sales. Mm-hmm. And you know, even in clothes shops, they're doing deals like every hour of of Black Friday, the price was going to get dropped by I don't know x amount of pounds or whatnot, mm-hmm. and that was really good. Um, but. I guess because it wasn't like such a crazy over here in the UK, I think it was poorly marketed in in my opinion. Mm. Um, you now have companies that don't go as far in their in their uh, price Discounts. drops, yeah. so it's like okay, there's a there's a Black Friday sale, but you know, instead of going crazy like doing America, it's like seventy percent off, sixty mm. percent off. It's something like what twenty percent off, thirty percent off, yeah, which it's, you know, dead, it's, it's like it's like any other sale. Yeah, it's, it's it's proper dead. Like, like like you said, when it first launched over here and they started to market and do it properly, we had some insane deals. But now, I guess also yeah. as well, like with the whole coronavirus and that, like a lot of people don't want to sell their stuff for too cheap because they need to, you know, make back their money anyway. So 
you know, they're not yeah. really trying to lose out as much as they have done in the past, isn't it? But it's a shame. Mm. Hopefully, like I said, I'll see if I can pick up anything nice on Cyber Monday. Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so like I said, in the meantime, we're completing um, um, all the games of Platinum. So like I said, um, or maybe like I did say, Assassin's Creed Origins, I'm um, getting Platinum on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've completed Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey on Platinum. Um, try to complete a PS2 game, Ace Combat Squadron Leader um, on Platinum as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we try to do a mad run of that so I can, you know, these are single player games so I can, you know, complete them, delete them, at least I'll get the, I'll keep the trophies and everything. Yeah. And then I could go and <laughs> grab another game and, you know, still have the hard drive space for to support that. Yeah. No. So that's my week. <laughs> Sounds cool. I've been watching a lot of Twitch streamers, uh, some of our friends, so I'm going to quickly just plug them now. Um, So you've got Nerds, the podcast, um, formerly known as Nerd Porn. Um, You've also got um, X-Soldier, that's another friend of ours. Um, We've got Sammy Uh Savage 88, which is Seth over at Who's Next Gaming. And you've also got Slow Psycho, which is one of my training buddies. Um, So I've been checking out some of their streams. Um, oh, and I've also got the Jester, Jester954, who's, um, Jesse over at Nerds as well. And, um, I've just been, right. I've just been watching some of their streams, um, chatting with them while I'm gaming, they're gaming. Um, mm. from tomorrow, I'm hoping to be streaming, uh, me playing Trails of, Trails of the Sky. Um, it's a game huh? that is, it's part of the Trail series, um, or it's part of the Hero series, to be honest. Um, so I'm hopefully going to be streaming that tomorrow. Um, I've rewatched Jingle and Jangle. Um, I say my kids, um, there's the two of my kids that I look after every once in a while. Um, obviously, normally in the summer, I take them to like Fort Park and then we go to the cinema and stuff like that. But with the whole coronavirus, a lot that we've not really been able to do anything. So today I just brought them around and we watched a, a couple of Netflix movies. Um, they hadn't seen Jingle Jangle, they wanted to see that. So I watched it again with them. Um, it was much better second time round. I guess the first time round, I was like half asleep when I was watching it because I'd just woken up. Um, the mm. music was good. Um, I think I originally gave it a cool chicken. I'm only going to bump yeah, this up to maybe like a half chicken. Like, I still, like, I enjoyed it because the girls were enjoying it. They were really getting into it. They were, uh-huh. you know, they were bouncing along to the music. They were like speculating on what's going to happen in the story. You know, when they were like, ah, oh, um, like when the, the, I can't remember what the name of the toy was, but is it the, the, the Buddy 3000? When that like started yeah. working, they were like, oh, see, I told you it was going to like, you know, start working. Like, again, it was just cute <laughs> seeing their interaction, isn't it? Um, yeah. uh, so one of them's eight and the other one's, I believe, 11 now. Um, and they both gave it a whole chicken. So I was like, you know, oh, fair yeah. enough. Um, so after that, we watched Over the Moon, which is an animated, uh, it's like a Chinese animated movie. Um, yep, I've seen that before. Done in the vein of like Pixar Studio Ghibli. Um, again, I enjoyed it because they were enjoying it. Um, you know, they, um, the, the oldest one gave it a free piece. Uh, and the youngest one gave it a whole chicken. But like, I think anything that grabs her attention and entertains her, she's just going to give it a five out of five. Cause that's, you know, she's, <laughs> she's, she's just young in it. Like she's just going to give it a five, out of five. I think one time we went to yeah. see like Beauty and the Beast and like she must have even fallen asleep through some of it. And she still gave it a five out of five at the end of it. I was just like, but you fell asleep wow. during a movie. And she was like, yeah, but I still loved it. And you know, so, um, I would give that a half chicken. Um, it was funny. Okay. It was stupid. Like it was, it was a silly kids movie, innit? I don't think it had the same like 
slickness as a Pixar movie or a Studio Ghibli movie in terms of like how well the storytelling is. But I did like mm-hmm. in a sense that it was telling like a modern story and it was kind of like, you know, showing kids that, you know, like, let's say, um, your, your, one of your parents dying in a relationship and like the, and the dad is young enough to move on. It kind of like talks about that and like introduces kids to that idea of like, you know, your new stepmom coming in may not necessarily be like evil and trying to take your dad mm. away from you. Like it's okay to have like a stepbrother and stuff like that. So I thought it was nice for them to touch upon on that kind of little aspect. Cause again, that's not really something that you see too tough on, on mainstream, uh, mainstream TV. And again, it just mm. looked like, you know, from this, I, I, I'm going to speculate. I didn't do much reading, but like it was a Chinese story. It looked like it for the most part, I had like a Chinese cast. Obviously it was still done yeah, yeah. In, in, in English. Um, but it was entertaining enough. Like I said, like it held their attention. Um, and it held my attention to me. So again, I was like kind of just watching the background, but I, I enjoyed it enough. It had some funny moments. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was entertaining enough. Do you know what I mean? Um, again, not necessarily, like I said, as top tier quality as like Pixar in it, but. Again, it's on Netflix. If you've got some, if you've got some young ones, they decide to do with the Christmas period. Um, definitely check it out with them. Um, and the last little thing, the last little thing I've got in my notes is, uh, oh yeah, so we've got an, a, a little Christmas logo. It's the same Blazers logo, just some tinsels and some Christmas tree lights. So you probably be seeing that on social media. Um, so you know, if you see that, give it a like, give it a share. Um, and yeah, we're gonna head over to the news. Welcome to Blurs R Us News. Uh, just some quick news points. So uh, Dave Chappelle's arts fans to not watch the Chappelle show on Netflix because he doesn't own any of the rights to the series according to the contract he had. He wouldn't be paid anything for it. And he also did admit that for, um, he didn't fully read the contract when he first signed it. So he's implored people not to watch it. Now, what I do like about this is that after he implored people not to watch it, and it wasn't even the first time he, he'd like told people not to watch it. Cause I think the first time he expressed it was on the, um, it was either the Saturday night show or the Jimmy Kimmel show. He expressed the fans not to watch it. And obviously like later on, he came and kind of like, look guys, like I wasn't joking when I said, don't watch the show. Like I am not getting any money from it. You know, they're trying to shag me in a sense, even though, do you know what I mean? Even though it's like kind of like his show. Um, yeah you know, he should get some kind of profit from it, but he's not. And what I did like, like I said, what I did like is the fact that obviously Netflix have a relationship with David Dave Chappelle. They have a contract with him for all his like future stand-up specials. So they took it down themselves so that fans couldn't see it. Um And yeah. I thought that was a nice touch because they could have easily been like, well, you know, this is not a deal that we did with you kind of thing. Like your things are separate separate mm. situation but I like the fact that they're showing some kind of like loyalty to him uh, and it, it was just good to see um, what's, what's your thoughts on the issue um, yeah I mean I was looking on, online to see you know what other people thought of it thought about the situation mm. um, some people did fairly point out that you know you should have read the contract and blah blah but again I always think that it depends on people sign contracts obviously depending on their situation do you know what I mean and mm. being a comedian I've that doesn't mean that you're always from a place of uh, 
you know, you're not always in a position of power to say, yes, I'm going to uh, turn down I'm money. going to turn the deal, or <laughs> no, I'm going to turn down the deal, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I do like the fact that, you know, he said that, guys, don't watch it. I'm not going to get any money out of it. Um, and, you know, people responded positively to that, which mm. I think is good. It shows that, you know, you, at least you can, you can trust your fans to have your back, even when companies don't have your back. So, um, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was a uh, good touch from him. No. I mean, not a good touch from him, but I thought, I thought it was nice of Netflix to, you know, take it down and everything, and also fans didn't complain about him um, requesting to take it, mm. them not to watch it. Yeah. No, again... It, it, so it, that's, that's my thoughts. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it, yeah, it was just a pretty nice gesture, and there's not been, like, like you said, not mm. been too much negative press over it, so it's nice to see in it. Um, Netflix and HBO Max bid to stream Godzilla vs King Kong. Netflix had offered two hundred million. Warner Media is working towards a deal to stream the film on its own HBO Max services. Uh, Warner Brothers has said that they were still planning to release the film theatrically next year. The film was originally planned for release on May twenty twenty, which was then delayed to November twenty second. Now May twenty twenty one. Yeah, do you know what? The only thing for me about all these delays that going on HBO Max and stuff is that over here in the UK, we don't get HBO Max. So to kind of get it, you have to either use a VPN and then sign up for HBO Max or find it in nefarious ways. And like I said, with me being like older and a bit more, I wouldn't even say savvy or anything, but like I now like to try and watch things as legit as possible. I like, I rather pay for good quality and watch it on my TV rather than watch it on my laptop waiting ten, like okay it's not as bad nowadays as it's back in the day but like wait for it to buffer and all these like adult pop um, pop-ups and stuff like that like I'd rather just pay for the service and then watch it um, yeah. but again if, we, if I hope Netflix get it just because I've got Netflix and if Netflix doesn't get it, I hope that oh, they, they get work out a deal with Amazon Prime because again I've got Amazon Prime um I don't necessarily want to pay for anything more, any more stream service than what I have already now. Cause technically right now I have, I have free in it. And I think that's enough in it. If I can't get it on the free that I have, then I just won't watch it and wait for it to come out regular TV. Um, mm. but then at the same time, cause I do this podcast and it's going to be something that people are going to want to be talking about. I want to be involved in that conversation. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, what happens with that. But like I said, I do hope Netflix win. Um, because then that way I can see the show without having to pay anything extra for it. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I'm 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 of a very very similar mind to you. So um, I'm hoping Netflix do get it again for for exact same reasons that you've given, which is we don't have HBO here. Mm. Um, but we'll see. Um, again, because it's COVID times, and you know May isn't that far off from. Uh, from now where you know we're in lockdown and like that we're probably going to have a couple more months of covid before we start going back to work yeah. and things like that um come may time hopefully everything's back to all but just in case it's not then at least we have netflix to fall back on mm, yeah exactly that um so the next piece of news i'm not very familiar with daria i know of it but i never watched it um i suppose daria is getting a spin-off starring tracy elise ross um yeah, starring Tracy Ellis Ross. I'm guessing she played a character in the original Daria TV show. Um, did, you, sure. did you watch Daria, Daria, Daria growing up? Um, 
I remember watching bits and pieces of it. I thought when I so when I started watching it, I thought it was a bit adult for me. It's like one of those sort of um, woke cartoons back in the day, I guess is yeah. the best way I can describe it. So I mean, I'm planning on watching it now anyway. Yeah. Um, if it is on my watch list, so I am planning on picking up the series. I'm watching it properly. Um, I mean, a, a spin-off of it can uh, can only be good, especially if they you know capture the same. Um, the same I keep saying the same magic, but you know, capturing the same uh um yeah points magic. that made it a made it a very, very good uh show. Mm-hmm. Um then yeah, i am a hundred percent um will welcome it. Mm. But first is first, I actually have to watch Daria. I mean it touches up uh, just like seeing a few comments here and there on Twitter about it. Mm. It does touch on a lot of things, like you know, just just like it's just social issues, mm. really, and you know, them being students and whatnot as well, just like a student's life and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's it's a good watch, uh, especially seeing as now, like the loads of adult cartoons that we're starting to watch more of. Yeah. I mean, like you have Big Mouth, you have um, Boondocks, you have. Um, South Park, um, LAPD, Archer, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, um, this is definitely one, of the, definitely one of those. Sorry, they're definitely in the same category. So, hundred mm. percent, I give it a go. See what happens. Fair enough. Hopefully, hopefully I like it. <laughs> uh, Mads Mikkelsen has been confirmed to replace Johnny Depp in Fantastic Beasts: so Where to Find Them. Uh, that's something that we had talked about and rumored that would be happening. Uh, so that's now been yeah. confirmed. Um, it's a shame, obviously, that Johnny Depp's been, you know, fired from his role. But in Hollywood, as they say, the show must go on. And I I think mm-hmm. Mads Mikkelsen would just do a, as great a job as anyone else. Like, he's a, a very well-known and respected actor. So I don't see yeah. why he can't do the same kind of job that Johnny Depp would do. Um, yeah. There's rumours that um, John Cena and Margot Robbie will be join the Terminator franchise. Uh, we don't know, as it stands, oh. whether that's going to be a complete reboot or continuation of what we've seen so far. Now, from your little, uh, <laughs> I said, I take it that you're not too happy about that. No, do you know what? The, I will only accept a Terminator movie if it goes completely away from everything to do with uh, with John Connor mm. and uh, you know the T100. If it's anything away from that, then I will commit. Otherwise, I don't want to see a reboot. I mean. Let's be honest now. The last movie we got of the Terminator was good. It was it wasn't necessary, but you know, I guess they flopped on the one before that. I think it was uh, was the Genesis they flopped on. So I just felt that you know, okay, maybe the the last one that came out was just sort of like mop up the mop up the mess that they left behind. Mm. Made sure that you know it left on a good note, and it did leave on a good note. Do you know what I mean? It moved away from. Uh, it moved away from the um oh, what's it called from the early 2000s um moved away from sarah connor as well or maybe it ended it basically ended the whole sarah connor and um john connor sort of thing they've been doing for all these years moved into a new character new character was fine didn't really care all that much but you know it is what it is and it ended nicely that's it Mm. And now they're gonna do a reboot off of that, <laughs> when, you know, it, like the movie flopped. I'm just like, bro, what are you doing? Um, so, like I said, I'll only accept this movie if it is, in fact, uh, like it focuses on something else, or maybe like other people that need to be terminated, not just you know, uh, John Connor. 
if it's not the case, then I'm I'm not watching this movie. I'm not gonna waste my time no, watching this movie and whatever. What what your what's your take on it? <coughs> Yo, to be honest, yeah. I'm a fan of John Cena. No. <clears throat> so, uh, depending on who the director is, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm interested to see where they go with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I am not a diehard Terminator fan. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't grow up with Terminator. Um, I have seen, like, pretty much every single Terminator movie, but it was, like, when I was older. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I hear a lot of people that, you know, you know, hold that in such a, a highlight um and they don't want this the, the franchise continue as it is because it's been like some of the movies have just like completely tarnished it and i get all yeah. that in it but like we're saying like this i guess it's always gonna be for a new generation coming in it and depending mm-hmm. on how they do it because like, i like the last one the one where they brought arnie back and then they had a um a latino um uh, in a sense, there was a female John Connor in it, and I like that. Yeah. I like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, f- I f- felt yeah. it worked. Do you know what I mean? So, again, it just depends on how they go on to continue from it. Like I said, I honestly do not mind this news. Um, obviously, again, it will be down to see who else they cast in it. Do they bring Arnie back? Who, who's directing it? What's the story? Leave what, Arnie what, alone. What what what, what, <laughs> what does what does the trailer look like? Again, there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen before I can, you know give a judgment obviously if I go see it it's amazing I'm gonna say it's amazing but if I mm. if, if I go see it it's absolutely shit then obviously I again I'm not gonna come on here and just be like ah oh, yeah this was you know again obviously again the thing with movies and a lot of people's art and stuff like that is that it's very you know down to the individual person like what I might think mm. is amazing someone might think is absolutely trash you know what I mean so yeah. again it's each person to their own it but if there's enough interest there and enough to make enough money from it, we've all seen it. Hollywood will do it. Do you know what I mean? Like they don't uh-huh. care. Nothing in Hollywood seems to be sacrilege. Do you know what I mean? Everything is available to be remade, rebooted, redone. Do you know what I mean? They honestly don't care. Yeah. hundred percent of that one. <laughs> they don't care. They'll, they'll throw any old movie and if it flops, it flops. If it does well, it does well. Exactly. Um, I, I hate that model. <laughs> make a good movie, man. You know, Try I, and make a good movie. Again, I'm not necessarily a fan of it, but there have been some um, reboots or, re- or you know, continuations that have been, haven't been around for a while that have done well. Um, it may not have done mm. well financially, but in my eyes, in terms of, like, an enjoyable movie, they've been done well. I think, I don't remember who, who posted it or tweeted it first, but, like, someone was like, well, how about you take bad movies that didn't do well and then give them to a good director cast the right people and do remakes of those and see if you can actually make them work rather than rehashing mm. movies that were originally good and then making subpar um, remakes of them like go find movies that people think are bad take those and give it to like reputable directors or people that you know that have a track record of being successful do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like this is gonna this you know this is gonna be a question I was gonna ask like later on down the line but, like, but let me just ask it now obviously yeah. John Favreau is doing an amazing has done an amazing job with the MCU mm-hmm. and he's obviously now doing an amazing job with Star Wars like what franchise or what um property would you like to see him reboot and give it the Favreau touch in a sense ugh off the top of my head, I was going to say TMNT, but to be perfectly honest, it's so fresh that 
I'm gonna just, I'm gonna leave it alone. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of what movies actually did terribly that I can do remakes of. Um, I can't think of any that comes to my mind right now. I don't think I've spend so much money going to a movie and just go to the cinema and just thinking this movie's crap why did I even bother coming here in the first place oh, yeah, you know no. what I mean again it's just because like Favreau is doing so well with Star Wars and he's done well with, you, do you know what I mean um, mm. <clears throat> oh, maybe another cat maybe another Catwoman movie but, but like, like you know the Catwoman movie with Halle Berry in it okay yeah yeah, um, yeah maybe doing that um, yeah that's that's yeah, that's something that's rubbed up my head. Um, mate, even a Superman movie, like, flipping hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the only Superman movie I actually enjoyed of the new ones was uh, um, the first one with, um, oh, what's his name? Cal. 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 Say it. You said the one with Kal-El. No, no, so, so the one that was out, the one that, was, that sparked um, off all the rest of this, um, um, what's it called? Oh, the BVS the and DC. stuff. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, I've said this, I've said this many occasions, I never got through that. Um, well, yeah, let's move on. Let's go to anime news. So, handing that over to mine. Let's get it. All right, then. So, um, with the anime news, we'll start with the anime news. Mm-hmm. Um, King's Raid anime blu-ray disc is cancelled due to various circumstances oh, it doesn't what? It, yeah it doesn't give an exact reason why but i believe it's down to obviously covid is covid is is a factor to play i'm sure mm-hmm. but also um i think it's down to just you know i think with just everything that's been happening um and things that things that happen behind the scenes that they haven't come to light yet mm-hmm. um that's the reason why it's been cancelled um mm-hmm. but you can still watch the king's raid anime Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's available on uh, Crunchyroll. Yeah. So, yeah, you can still watch it. I think. Oh, ooh, how many episodes are out right now? Off the top of my head, I believe there are eight episodes out so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to double check on that, but um, definitely give them a watch. Um, I've I've stopped after episode two just because I'm trying to catch up on a lot, but I will continue it shortly. Um, next bit of news, uh, Jintama the final movie will have a novel adaptation come mm-hmm. January 8th in Japan. Nice. Um, it's the same day, it's the same day's release as the film's opening. Um, so there might be a bit of marketing involved in there. Um, English dubs of the 3D CG anime Obsolete has now been added to the Bandai Namco Arts YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, you get four episodes that are already available on the YouTube channel with English subs. Um, so it gives you an incentive to uh, go through the proper channels or go through, you know, certified um, um, server streamers to watch streaming services to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, HBO Max will stream English dubs for Jujutsu no Kaisen starting December fourth via the Crunchyroll Collection um, part of their service. Okay. Uh, Crunch- yeah, Crunchyroll is already streaming the anime in English dubs as well as in German, Spanish, French, and Portuguese. Nice. So. An incentive for you to. It's a very, very good um, anime. Um, right now, I'll give it uh, three Ps. Um, so definitely check it out. It's a bit different. It's it, it's a bit like Gintama in a sense that it's um, um, it doesn't take itself way too seriously, mm-hmm. and you know it has some. It does make some references to modern uh, to pop culture um, or anime culture, for example. Um, the main character saying, you know, can he fire his powers like a Kamehameha or something like that. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, it, it, it does, you know, poke fun in other areas, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, Back Arrow Anime will premiere January 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, the director is Goro Taniguchi. Um, he's the director behind Code Geass. Nice. And the writer, Kazuki Nakashima, who's done Promare, Guren Lagen, Killer Kill. Um, and it, they're both collaborating with Aniplex. So the Aniplex? Sorry, the Aniplex was <laughs> that weird noise when... Yeah, sorry. Got excited. No. I got excited. <laughs> so the synopsis is uh, Ringarindo is a land surrounded by a wall. The wall covers, protects, cultivates, and nurtures this land. The so, wall is God. Uh, attack on Titan. Yeah. <laughs> it is the foundation of this land of Ringarindo. Mm-hmm. One day, a mysterious man named Back Arrow appears in Esher Village on the outskirts of Ringarindo. Arrow lost his memories. But says that he all says that's all he knows is he came from beyond the wall. So to restore his memories, um, Arrow heads out beyond the wall, but is embroiled in a battle with himself as the stakes get higher. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, it's got both directors. So now right off the bat, it's got the director of Code Geass mm. um, behind it. So I'm sure you can expect it to be. Uh, yeah, to capture to capture your nostalgia of the series and whatnot. Yeah, and again, right now I've still been slacking. I I I flipped on Crunchyroll once. I was gonna mm-hmm. finish Tower of God. I watched about five minutes and I haven't gone back to it. So I do. I need some point. I need to sit down and get my get my anime groove on and start binging mm-hmm. a lot of different shows. Mm-hmm. I've got so much things to catch up on. Yeah, so add it to the list. There's also Guru Lagan and Killer Kill. I'm sure you haven't seen those. No, I've, so, I've, seen, uh, I've seen both of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Both of them are excellent. Yeah, so I'm liking that because um, the writer, I mean, Gurren Lagann was just crazy. I mean, you know, starting off small and then the battles was just getting crazy and crazy. I thought that was cool. And Killer Kill is just funny. It's hella edgy, but it's it's joke. Absolutely funny. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, the blend of the two, you know, Code Geass and, um, um, you know, Killer Kill and Gurren Lagann just comes together and just makes something that's just, you know, they captures both good things, both good, good aspects of uh, uh, the, the shows and headed by the directors and writer. Um, so the third Fate's Day Night uh, film, Heaven's Feel, opens at number 10 in the US. Nice. Actually I, th- actually, I think it opened at number 8, then dropped to number 9, and now it's number 10. Okay. Um, so the film opened November 18th and has earned an estimated $200,000. Mm-hmm. Alright, Funimation has begun to stream Mobile Suit Gundam. Nice. Um, Gundam Unicorn, Gundam Seed, and Gundam Seed Destiny animes. Okay. Um, so, anyone who's an owner of a PlayStation 4, I'm sure the services will also be on PlayStation 5. Um, you can download Funimation, the Funimation app there, or you can do it via your phone, and, you know, if you have both uh, Apple Play Store and Google, um, the Google uh, Store, you can uh, download the app. Mm. On to manga news now. Um, High School DFD's slash doc prequel manga will end January 2021. Mm-hmm. The series began in December 20th. Sorry, I think it's December 9, uh, 2019 actually, sorry. Okay. That's the type. Um, the new Sengoku Basara Sokyoku no Mahorobo mm-hmm. sorry, Mahoroba mm-hmm. 
um, which, which translates as Elysium of Two Extremes, will debut December 1st on Heroes Magazine. Do you know what, yeah? Sengoku Basara, I'm pretty sure I watched the anime and the season mm-hmm. one was epic, innit? I'm still waiting for them to drop season two. Yeah, they've made... They've made they've, actually, I think there's like two or three um, different animes of Sengoku Basara. All features, you know, um, Masamune Date, um, the... What's it called? In, um, the Tokugawa... I was saying something Tokugawa, um, Ichiro as well, you know, all basically all the important families, yeah. all the warrior families of the Sengoku period. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, absolutely amazing animation. Um, but that was like my top, that was probably one of my, my top 10, um, um, what's it called like fighting anime. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Every time I saw it, I just want to see people fight each other, especially yeah. Masamune Dato with six swords. Um, I thought I thought it was pretty cool. So, yeah, I might just pick up this new manga and see see how good it is. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, the creator of Tokyo Ghoul, uh, Sui Ishida, announced to Twitter that he has finished the storyboard for his new manga, Chojin X, which translates as Superman X. Mm, um, interesting. Yeah, I haven't gone into too much detail about it, but he did release um, uh, a drawing on his Twitter page of the anime sorry of the manga so it's weird it looks like there's some sort of so there's a man or a human male right mm-hmm. I, I don't know i think it's probably like half naked or something like that right like look it up and right behind him is this tall like it must be a monster because his head is just dude yeah did you, you ever see um what was his name summon skull in Yu-Gi-Oh? like do you remember the face of summon skull in Yu-Gi-Oh? yes it looks a bit like that, but crossed with like the, an alien from the alien movies. So it's like okay. part bone. So it's got like the bone like structure on his face, but mm-hmm. the head is, is shaped a bit like the alien um, out of the aliens franchise. Oh. And it's just got like a six pack, <laughs> as we call it, like six pack or eight pack. And the eight pack looks a bit like um, the Armor Titans, like sort of. Um, six pack slash eight pack that's 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 as best as i can describe it but if you head on to uh sui ishida's twitter uh page you can i say twitter page twitter feed you can definitely find them find it there um and that brings me to the end of the anime and manga news calm all right let's hit some gaming news real quick Alright, so FIFA this FIFA twenty one, not only is it being considered one of the worst FIFAs that they've ever released yet, yeah, they're mm. starting to be embroiled in a bit of hot war because Zlatan Ibrahimovic and his agent, I think is Carbonate, but his agents were a bit of an arsehole anyway. They're yeah. now trying to say that, oh, why are FIFA making money off their image um when they're not getting cut a check? Which is all a mm. bit stupid since obviously EA gets the rights from FIFA and FIFA Pro to use the likeness of the players, but a lot of players now coming out and saying like, oh yeah, they don't feel like it's right in it. So mm-hmm. there's a possibility that we might get a lot of players pulling out of FIFA in the future, which if they do that will obviously make the game, you know, not as good because one of the things that FIFA has had over Pro is the fact that they've got the players' license and they can use yeah. the players' likeness and they can use raw names and use raw football clubs and stuff. Um, 
it's just a bit weird because like Zlatan's been even on the cover of FIFA he's been promoting FIFA like FIFA's been out for a long time like and you know what okay this is what it is yeah basically David Beckham who is a retired footballer Dave had to cut David Beckham I think a 45 million check to be in in the latest FIFA but that's because he's no longer a footballer so to use his image and to use his name and likeness and stuff they actually have to go and deal with him direct in it and that's Mm -hmm. you know that's the price he's 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 offered to be in the game and you know he's the first veteran that they've had to do that because obviously Beckham is like bigger than football right now do you know what I mean he's like a global icon in it and a lot of these players are now just being salty I think I think so too because see so here's the thing when it comes to um, in fact oh, actually in football as well so both NFL and football um, in fact I think in most like EA sports where they've actually got a license for those uh, for the people or for the players right mm-hmm. I think I look at it this way when you are a sports person and you've been put into a game right. Surely that means that you're now more accessible to people who may or may not know you. So can you imagine being a League Two player and all of a sudden you're FIFA and those are your ratings on FIFA and blah, blah, blah. Regardless of how good you are as a player, at least everyone knows that, okay, you are this player from this team in Div 2, blah, blah, or wherever it is from some other low league um, division in another country, right? At least that's, that's your exposure, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the better you play, the better you play, um, especially when you play for higher teams, that gives you more exposure and, you know, your stats improve and whatnot, right? It's, it's a bit, I think it's a bit of banter. Can you imagine, you know, Ronaldo and Messi playing FIFA together and going, well, yeah, I'm Red Hardy and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Right? Obviously, these two are like one, the, the best in the world, right? But at the same time, I think you should look at it as, as sort of as a, as a marketing opportunity to say that, I am on the game of FIFA. I am in this FIFA game. Do you know what I mean? Um, so you should. I mean, just I don't think you should. Um, you know, be complaining about. Oh yeah, I don't get paid for it because technically, when you sign a contract to play football, right? It's. I, I'm sure it's just saying to. It's just saying you're going to get paid X amount for playing these kind of games, and this is these are sort of like the contracts you can go into with say um, um, companies like say Gillette or or um, Nike or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. um, that 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 kind of thing. So that's it done. But FIFA is an organization first and foremost. Mm. So whatever money is paid to FIFA or whatever marketing is done for FIFA the game surely has to come from FIFA the organization. Do you know what I mean? Oh Not yeah. Again, it's just them being greedy because I'm pretty sure there will be somewhere in their contracts that says that FIFA owned the image rights in it. And obviously they've signed that contract. So, you know, if FIFA then sell their their images to EA to produce a video game that FIFA benefits from, then there's nothing that they can say in it. But again, this is just people trying to be stingy and get even more money than that they already are. Like, you know, Zlatan, Zlatan don't need no extra money. He's paid up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You're just mm-hmm. being greedy, man, which is just annoying because FIFA once used to be a great game. I haven't played FIFA 21 just of yet, but like mm-hmm. I wasn't exactly the most impressed by FIFA 20 um, purely because I felt like it was such a rehash of the old games. Like obviously, yes, they do that yeah. in the past, but they normally upgraded just little bits and stuff and make a difference. But I don't mm-hmm. think they've made any major changes to the game in such a long time that 
I haven't bought FIFA myself in ages. My brother still buys them. Um, mm-hmm. I even told him not to buy this one because I heard that the game had been so poor. But like, even though the game's only been out a couple of months, I think he picked out for like £30, which is super cheap for a FIFA yeah. game. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, and I think this is probably going to be the last one that he buys anyway because he doesn't really have the time to game as much as he used to. So, um, and even then, we still haven't even played FIFA 21 just yet. So, uh, it'll be something that hopefully we'll be able to do see tomorrow and just yeah. see what the game's like. But yeah, it's annoying. And again, it's, it's even f- making me just like, I'm definitely not going to get this game in the future unless like I hear it gets a lot of good reviews. Yeah, because I mean, there's definitely an issue. There's definitely something to be said about the games itself, like the game being churned out every year, obviously because of the nature of the game and whatnot, right? And, you know, every season and mid-season, um, players leave, players come, things get updates or whatnot, right? Mm. As a consumer of the game, you feel like nothing's been improved upon. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's still the same game, like, year on year, with minimal changes. Like, if I go back to playing, I have more enjoyment playing games like... FIFA 2005, FIFA 2000 and, um, 2007 compared to these new FIFA games. And mm-hmm. it's purely because, for example, I'm able, in like those older games, I was able to upgrade my stadium and things like that, um, which you can't do in the newer ones. You only, you know, no. this is your stadium, that's and, it. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, what I like to see is a, is a more realistic, um, um, uh, interaction with your players so you know if your players are messing up you can, you can, maybe you could go down to a train to a training ground see how they do it like that see how see how they um, perform you know sort of get more included in that um, a great game that's done that is NBA uh, 2K21 mm. I mean the whole I, I think it's 100% change, change the game in terms of how video games uh, feel especially when you're able to um, create a character, go into college, like go through, go to college and whatnot. Um, you know, train, play three on three, that kind of thing, and then build yourself up to actually playing in the NBA. I think that's amazing. They should do that for, um, for FIFA. They should do that for, especially when it's um, you create your own player stuff like that. Go through that player journey, um, and also for Madden as well. Whether you're a QB, running back, whatever you decide to do, mm-hmm. and go for that same thing. Um, I think that'll change. I think that'll be a massive improvement. But shifting back to the players, like you said, they already get paid enough. Um, and surely this game should fall on the actual FIFA organization, mm. not the players. I think the players shouldn't have any say what goes on. If the players want to, you know, in inverted commas, unionize and and then go to FIFA and then hash it out with FIFA, that's that's fine. And if FIFA could then go to uh, EA and say, okay, this is what we decided to do based off of the backlash of the, of the players instead of, you know, the players going directly to to EA. I think that's uh, I think that's the wrong way to do it and I don't, I, I don't see the argument. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that's me done. All right, so let's get over to the main event.
Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have the option, yeah. Do you wanna go Mandalorian first or Kevin Hart first? First because um Yeah, let's just go Mandalorian first. <laughs> Alright, so um this was the episode that everyone seemed to be waiting for. Um this was the appearance of Ahsoka Tana. Uh I'm gonna go straight up and just say, yeah, I thought this was a really good episode. Yes, it was mm-hmm. probably the best one that they've done so far. But I'm only gonna be able to give it a free piece. It didn't blow my socks off. Like, and I wanted my socks to be blown off. The beginning was good. The ending was good. The middle was very near slow. And like, listen, I understand they gotta do some talking and some saying and mm-hmm. stuff, but it wasn't that interesting. And it, and it felt, some of it felt a little bit unnecessary as well in it. Um, no, 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 you, you just want to see lightsabers out. No, but that's the thing. No, okay. People get blown up. L- IG units going nuts. Listen, that, <laughs> that is very tasty. And I, and I, and like I said, I am an action junkie. And so, you know, if I'm being stereotypical, being labeled that way, I get it in it. But like, I do, how do I put it? I don't even know how to put it. Like, I just wasn't blown away by the episode. Like, I thought it was a really good episode. I just wasn't as gassed as some of the people are online. Now, maybe that's because, obviously, you know, I'm not really big in Clone Wars or Rebels. You know, I've not really watched that stuff. Like, I've only seen clips of Ahsoka Tano and stuff like that. Um, you know, like, even for me, if it, it, it wasn't for um, one of the Facebook groups I was in, the Heroes of Nose community, uh, someone yeah. posted a GIF of um, Ahsoka Tano where she, like, unleashed her lightsabers. I was like, okay... Yeah. I see why her lightsabers kind of look like that in the in the TV show. Because for me, watching that, yeah, I was like, okay, the lightsabers didn't really look like Jedi lightsabers. They kind of looked, um, you know, those like those fan made um, Star Wars movies that people do where they're like really good, they're really on point. Yeah. With it, but like they're yeah. not necessarily like Lucasfilm worthy. In it, I felt they looked like dying it. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, when I saw the GIF, I was like, okay, yeah, they've probably done it to look more like how it looked in the cartoon version. If that's how it looked in the cartoon version, I can't really complain it because I've not seen it. I've not really seen her use them in the cartoon or from, do you sure. know what I mean? So I don't know how they, if, if that's how they intend to look, I can't complain it. But in terms of how I know what the Jedi lightsabers are meant to look like, it didn't look very Jedi lightsaber. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So those, lightsabers are actually canon mm-hmm. uh, they do they do make an appearance they actually make most appearance in the in the animated series mm-hmm. as well as the comic books mm-hmm. um this this episode for me is a three-piece mm-hmm. um i don't th- i think i may have only ever given a whole chicken and that was probably the last episode of or the last episode of season one one yeah uh i thought that was really good like but you know, it did go down a bit for me. Uh, it was a low four piece, and a re- sorry, a whole chicken. And the reason was of uh, only a whole chicken was purely because a low whole chicken was purely because we saw uh, Jaren's face, Amando's face, and I was like, in my head, I'm thinking, we don't need to see his face. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it is what it is. So this is uh, it's a solid uh, three piece for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Ahsoka was sporting her white lightsabers um, that she got after purifying the red fiber crystals um, from defeated Inquisitors. So Inquisitors are the, I say, the force-sensitive police force for um, hunting Jedi and capturing um, uh, force-sensitive children and whatnot, and either killing them or taking them to um, um, Darth Vader 
for either training or you know just to be to be killed outright so um interesting story her when she tried to purify the lightsabers they weren't white and the white represents the fact that she's no longer a jedi Mm -hmm. nor is she someone who's a gray jedi that makes sense as in uh, how 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 best to describe? So she's not she's not from a dark side. She's not from a light side. She's that sort of chaotic in between, mm-hmm. as uh, people from as the Jedi would say, like you, you know. Um, so that's why they are white. It's just something that happened. Um, I don't know if this is the only example I know of off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but there may be more people in there. Um, as so yeah, the design of the lightsaber itself is to show that she's not actually. Uh, Jedi anymore, even though they are technically lightsabers. Um, it's her off of her, it's off of her own design, mm-hmm. um, and you know, with Jedi, they're not really sold on fancy looking lightsabers. Yeah, they look at it, they feel that as an abomination or stuff like that. Whereas with hers, it shows that obviously she's broken away from the Jedi Order. That she herself left the Jedi Order. Um, after after she was wrongly accused of uh, of a crime she didn't commit or whatnot, so um, I can see you know that is her personal touch to it. She is that is who she is. Um, absolutely amazing lightsabers, by the way. Um, so in the forest we see Morai, who's a companion of Ahsoka. Um, so so do you remember seeing that bird um, on top of the in the forest at all, Nana? Yeah, yeah, and I saw that. Look, look like owl. Yeah. So that's so that's um that bird is called uh Convo. Um so to shorten a long story, right? She has the life essence of the daughter. The daughter is one of the three sort of say force sensitive people that represented various aspects of the force. You had the daughter who represented the light side, the son who represented the dark side, and the father who was in the middle trying to um, trying to make sure that his children didn't go to the extremes. Um, anyway, um, <clears throat> both all of them died in the end. So um, the daughter's life force was transferred to uh, to Morai, who now follows Ahsoka. Um, the Convore species as, as a whole tend to create bonds with force sensitive people. Mm. Um, so, which is why, which is why we see that bird, um, that convo there, um, when you know Mando goes to the forest. So I thought that was really cool, um, <clears throat> you know, to keep things canon as well. We know that, yeah, that bird is still following her. So yeah, that's, that's awesome to see. Um, a lot of nods to Anakin's fall during Grogu's tests. For those of you who don't know who Grogu is, Grogu is the official name of Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the nods are, you know, his attachments to Mando and, uh, you know, fear turning the best, even the best of Jedi to the dark side, which is a nod to Anakin Skywalker. We know that Anakin had a very, very strong emotional connection to two people, one of them being um, his mother, Shni Skywalker, um, who ended up dying from <clears throat> from her injuries um, um, given to her by um, what's called Sand People. And the other one, being uh, Padme, who you know, through his uh, through the Force, he was seen her constantly die. He didn't want that to happen. That's part of the reason why he fell to the dark side. So we can see that with Grogu, him holding such fear, and Ahsoka saying that yes, I've seen that kind of fear before, 
and know where he leads to, and even gets the gets the best of us. It's a call to that, so I thought that was very powerful. Um, it was also interesting that Jaron calls her lightsabers laser swords because mm. it shows that there's a decline of the knowledge of the Jedi in the knowledge of the Jedi. So before when the Jedi were in the Clone Wars and things like that, everyone knew who, who the Jedi were, um, you know, with their lightsabers and whatnot. Um, but obviously over the course of the Empire, the Empire literally dismantled everything and every information about the Jedi or mm. hoarding all the information about the Jedi for themselves. Yeah. You can see there's a act there's a definite decline in um in you know even just like term normal like terminology that a lot of people would have known about lightsabers and things like that and even the jedi um people think that you know they're a, a spiritual uh, or religious cult or uh, rather than you know actual once guardians of of uh, of the galaxy and of people yeah. um so i thought that was that I thought that was pretty uh, interesting to see um during the fight seems um Ahsoka uses Forms 5 and 4. Um, forms 5 is Gemso, especially during the fights with uh, Morgan and Beth. Um, and then she falls into a classic reverse grip stance when you know she gets the sun from, from uh, one of her lightsabers. Yeah. Um, so during the fight, she also uses her agility, you know, casually somersaults into evade attacks. Yeah. Um, form 5 has two variants. One of them are named already Gemso, the other one being Shien. Uh, which mainly uses a reverse grip and is used for, you know, fighting against blasters. And Gemso is used for melee um, attacks. Um, over the course of the episodes, like I said before, she uses um, Atari, which is an acrobatic, um, which uses acrobatic movements, like jumping very high and, you know, using a variety of flips in midair to gain a tactical advantage of the enemy. She uses that specifically against um, Mando. Um Again, all these are all these are small nods to you know, just Ahsoka in general, and I think they did a very very good job, you know, encapsulating who she is. Do you know what I mean, As someone who's trained by Jedi, she's been in wars and things like that, so she she knows how to fight against people with blasters. Um, she knows how to fight people in melee combat, especially when she had loads of encounters with people like Darth Maul, Asajj Ventress, um, even General Grievous. Um, and Darth Vader himself, so all that is just sort of, you know, it's all, it's, everything, everything's just, you know, subtly put here and there so you can see the kind of person she is. Mm. Um, also like to say that the actress, Rosaria Dawson, mm-hmm. portrayed us very well. Yeah. Um, looked alone, she was spot on, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, the, I think the species name is Togruta. Okay. Um, just the way she, just the overall look of her, you know, she's, quite slim um especially in the arms um yeah her physique is you know i think it fits uh with uh circle quite nicely mm-hmm. i also like the fact that they actually um they actually cast someone who doesn't have thin lips because if someone had a thin if something if they brought a thin lip <laughs> Ahsoka, i'd be furious because the circle has thick lips <laughs> let it be known <laughs> Bro, oh, I've, I've been fuming. So yeah, they, they, they did a good job casting her. I think she captured the essence of um, Ahsoka. Even um, Ahsoka going through, um, you know, uh, emotions of being happy um, and then being angry inside the shows that, you know, she's not someone who's totally steeped in a Jedi way, which was, you know, very stoic and whatnot. She does go through these range of emotions, but she manages to stay centered all the time, which is, again, a lovely nod there. Um, last but not least, Grand Admiral Thrawn is mentioned um, yeah. 
throughout the episode, and he seems to be alive somewhere. Mm. Now, we know that Admiral Thrawn um, was... Um, oh, I think he was he was held up by an alien uh, creature. I can't remember its name off the top of my head. Mm. Um, but he did survive it. Um, but we currently don't know his... So like I said, we currently don't know his whereabouts, yeah. but it seems nice to alive somewhere. So he could actually be um, someone we see right at the end, maybe even teaming up with um, Moff Gideon. Yeah. Um, but what if and Moff Gideon's under gone. him? Nah, nah, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Because first, first is first. Actually, no, it could be the case. It could be the case, but it looks like he's taking official orders from someone. Okay. Um, and I think after the, just before the fall of the Empire, I think Pal- Palpatine said that he couldn't call on the services of Thrawn. So I don't know whether that means that he took Thrawn somewhere else or what have you. All I know is that he is currently lost to both the Empire and... Oh, at least, at least he's trying to be very, very secretive, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I just, just to add, a legacy of, um, of Admiral Thrawn is that he actually designed the new TIE fighters that we see in the First Order. Okay. Um... So, you know, it's still, so usually TIE Fighters, or from what we've seen from TIE Fighters before um, episodes 7, 8, and 9, TIE Fighters were single-seaters and didn't have any any shields to begin with. Mm. Uh, these TIE Fighters have superior maneuverability, um, and they have two people man in the cockpit, um, which means that they can afford for a lot more um, processes in them whilst they're in combat and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, that was really good. If anyone wants to know any more information about um, Admiral Thrawn and the kind of character he is, um, you can definitely, you know, read the novels, um, read the comic books, and also watch the Clone Wars series, the 3D animated Clone Wars series. Um, he makes a lot of appearances in there, and um, they do justice to his character as well in there. Nice. So yeah, that's that's me done with uh, Star uh, with uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, so that was, again, for anyone that's, you know, lacking on the knowledge, Martin just spat some knowledge at you. Um, again, I, I did enjoy the episode. Um, I do feel like this season's been a bit of, like, um, I wouldn't say... You know when you're playing Final Fantasy, like Final Fantasy fifteen, you got, like, a main story in it? But then yeah. there's, like, bare side quests, and, like, every, every now and again, there's a side quest that kind of links into the main quest. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like this is what the season's been so far. I feel like the Mando has just been like, you know what? I could go complete the main story if I want to, but I'm just going to go fly around, do all these different side quests, go help out all these different people. You know, I might get a little hint, a little clue, a little hint of what my main quest is here and there. But, you know, I'm just doing side quests, isn't it? And... That's what's like slowing this down for me as well. And I think because I'm waiting week to week for the episodes, it's not mm-hmm. get, letting me get that full enjoyment. Like season one, I waited for it to all to come out and I just binged the whole season. Innit? Like the fact I'm having to wait every Friday, is just being like, you know, like I said, it starts off good. You get me hyped up. Then you, you, you drop me down. Now I got to wait a week. It starts off good. Then again, I, you know, I, I I'm not liking that tampering down in it. Like I want it mm-hmm. just to be full throw the whole time. Like, uh, so I, I think what, what once the season's over, I'll probably just go back to the the season two episode one and I'll watch it all again <laughs> and see if like that hides like my enjoyment of the series. I think it will. Yeah, I I, th- I think it will because it's, because obviously not you can't watch everything in one go as well. Um, 
yeah, it makes it harder to follow. I guess for you, it makes it harder to follow um, like what's actually happening in the in the, in the series or in this season mm. um, because you know we've seen. Um, I do get, I do understand what you mean though. Like, it does feel like uh, it's all sort of like side quests along the main quest. So you know, he his job is to go from A to B to get to um, to get to a Jedi or you know someone from the other species, right? Um, so Grogu species. But along the way, he needs to find out information of, you know, how to get there. So he's having to do all these side quests. So no one's going to give up information for free. So, do you know what? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm doing this quest and like that. It sort of leads him a long way. It helps him along the way. I predicted two episodes ago that he was going to go see a circle a tunnel and then be told yeah. to go find somebody else. I knew that getting to see her <laughs> wasn't going to be the, the end of it. I knew he was going to be sent on another, in a sense, potential wild goose chase and then eventually mm. come back to Sokotana and then they're going to work together to um, defeat Moff Gideon or whoever this next threat is, which can be seen as Admiral Thrawn. So, mm. it'll be see. Yeah, let's wait and see if my prediction is right. But again, like I said, I'm like, I'm not saying that it was a terrible episode. I, I really enjoyed it. So no, I'll still give cool. it a solid free piece. But I just feel like those elements of it that could have been in a sense, better um, mm. to make me like be absolutely like nerd, have a nerdgasm. Do you know what I mean? Maybe like me get, every single week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not like I'm a casual Star Wars fan, so I'm not having these amazing nerdgasms. I'm just like, okay, yeah, this is pretty cool. Do you know what I mean? I I, mm. I want that. Yes, this is amazing. Like, oh my god, like I need more. Like, don't get twisted. I still want more of this. Yeah, but I, again, just that solo episode. Where I was like, okay, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. but yeah, all right, that's okay. enough. I'll tell you right now. Sorry, I'm just gonna add. I'll tell you right now that I was wrong. My prediction. I I was predicting to see a Sokotano right at the end, and the whole season, the whole this season was just gonna be. Him going from planet to planet to planet. Oh, trying to find her. Nah, yeah, but, but I, I, I do oh, feel like I, said <laughs> I, I do feel like we'll get her again in another episode. So if if not another two, one. how many episodes are left? Are there three episodes left? I think so. Is it eight episodes a season? Um, Thomas said that it was the same episodes as l- last season. So I think it's eight then. Okay, cool. So so yeah, three three episodes three episodes left. Um, unless they they. They do an extra two or something because you know it has fans. It has fans, so why not? Yeah, fair enough. All right, let's move on to Kevin Hart. Um, I don't give a fuck anymore, or whatever it was called. Um, I'm starting to not give a fuck about Kevin Hart. If I'm being really like this, like, do you know what? Yeah, you know, both. All right, as a as a show, it mm. was cool. Like what he said, yeah. That, like everything that you said there was no lies in there's a lot of things I was like oh yeah I can relate to that like you know talking about relationships I was like yeah that makes sense and like you know obviously I'm not famous but I can relate to you know being a celebrity and being asked to kind of like do like something very basic again I get that yeah. but for me like I don't know I don't know exactly how long the show was maybe it was an hour long yeah but like the f- hour, let's say it was an hour long 45 minutes I was smiling at the jokes. Like, I, I gave a little grit, like, a, a little light grin here and there. It was only the last, like, 15 minutes that I actually started laughing out loud. And hey, mine was exactly the same. Exactly the same. Last 15 minutes of the show and, was actually and, when and, I started and, to laugh. I, I, I can tell you exactly what jokes I laughed at. I laughed at the bar head. That was funny. Yeah. I laughed, yeah. I laughed at the boxing. That was jokes. Yep. Um and with the boxing, obviously I laughed at the one arm joke because that was funny as well because that tied in. Um yeah. and I and I and I laughed at the wife of my ass story. Like that yep. was it. 
I, everything else, I just smiled. I was just like, okay, yeah, I get that, you know, going out with the lads, you know, when the wife asks you, what are you doing? And you're like, I don't know, like, we haven't really made a plan. Like, yeah. I, I've been in that situation. Like, even sometimes now, like, I was like, what, what, like, obviously I'm at my yard, innit? And I was like, where are you going? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going out, innit? Like, I don't know where I'm going to end up. Like, who are you going out with? I like, I honestly don't know. Like, I could end, like, right now, you all my friends so mi- mixed up, mixed up in different areas of London and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I could potentially end up anywhere and link it up with anybody, innit? Like, there's no set plan, innit? Like, yeah. there obviously the times I'm going cinema, yeah. But obviously, like, now, it's just like, wait, I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know where I'm going to end up. Like, literally... I could go out and then literally 10 minutes later come back home and be like, you know what? No one really had a motive, so I came home. Or I could go out and I wouldn't be back home till like 3 o'clock in the morning and you say, what have you done? I'm like, I don't even really know what I've done, you know? All I know is I was out. Do you know what I mean? Like, so that joke, yeah, it wasn't even funny. It was just more like, oh yeah, yeah, that actually happens to guys. Like, we actually, you know, sometimes have no motive and we just go out for the sake of kind of going out. And like, um... What I was already saying, like, no, the, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that I related to and I thought was cool in it, but I wouldn't have necessarily said was funny again until the last 15 minutes where he said a couple of jokes and I actually was like, haha, this is kind of jokes, but I never like fully like belly laughed or, you know, fully like was fully laughing out loud. I'm going to, I'm going to give this a half chicken in it. Like it was good. It was decent, but like, since I saw him in London, I, w- I think it was like two years ago or last year, uh, he went, Kevin Hart came to the UK and we watched him in, I don't remember, I think it might have been the Ota Arena. Um, mm-hmm. he, he wasn't that funny. Some of the acts, like the warm up acts, were funnier than he was. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And anything I've seen of him since year, I've not really enjoyed. And I was chatting to, um, the Kim from My One Black Friend, My White, White, My One Black Friend, My One White Friend. And he mm. was just like, he was trying to be meta like he doesn't care in it like that's that's the whole meta of this comedy that he he's not trying to be funny he's not trying to make everybody laugh like he's just doing what he wants in it and if you find it funny cool you don't find it funny cool he doesn't care in it as far as he's concerned it's funny in it and i get that but then at the same time like you know if you want to start if you want to keep like selling out the places and stuff like that you want to be funny you know? or like you know eventually your money's gonna drop actually I, I say his money's gonna drop but he won't because the the little cameos he makes in films and stuff and stuff like that those are still funny oh, like, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie the, the cameos he makes in films the little like 10-15 minutes and like even in um Jumanji what? 2 he was funny yeah. in that do you know what I mean so stuff like that yeah he's still funny but in terms of actual stand up, nah, I'm not a fan. But um, let me, yeah, let me know what you thought. What's your rating? And you know, then we'll call it a day. I mean, I haven't got much to say about it. Exactly like you, last 15 minutes, I actually started laughing. Mm. Um, everything before that, you know, I chuckle here and there. Um, especially when I was talking about uh, the joke about his daughter being a hoe because one day she comes home and says, "Oh yeah, I like this kid." Then oh yeah. Says, oh no, I like this kid now. Do you know what I mean? I was like. Is my daughter ho, blah blah. And then you know the punchline was, I've seen these guys. Every time she she killed some some new guy, I looked at this new guy. I was like, yeah, he's definitely an upgraded last time. Blah blah. Maybe I'm a ho too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was I, like, I, I didn't find that I was funny. Like, cool. I, I, I can understand that. It's <laughs> like I didn't find that half funny, but I was yeah. like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to be honest, I I mean, I've 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 seen that. I mean, I'll tell you what made me laugh. Last um. 
Dave Chappelle style comedy. I actually laughed at it because oh yeah, that was good. Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle's that guy I can relate to more. I think Kevin Hart. I think what's happening with Kevin Hart is that, I mean, I think that when he started off, he was really funny, but I think the kind of jokes he tells now are very safe jokes. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Unless he, unless he talks about you know getting cancelled or something, I don't know, cancel because blah blah. I thought yeah, that was actually funny because he got cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think yeah, he was doing all those jokes, and then he slowly had to rein himself in, especially you now he's got his movie deals and whatnot and whatnot mm. and whatnot. So he had to rein in, which meant that he sort of lost a bit of that of the comedy aspect, which I really liked from him. Yeah. Um. Whereas you know other other um. Comedians like say Dave Chappelle, Trevor Noah's against someone who are like he says those jokes, and you know it does it like if you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Especially with Dave Chappelle, um, who was kind of points like people like Jeff Dunham. I like Jeff Dunham. I love again, Jeff Dunham. His stuff as well. Um, so yeah, I just think it didn't excite me as much. Um, I do like the fact that also he actually spoke about you know him being a celebrity, going to see other going to other celebrities' houses and. Um, you know, kind of shows that again. He's like he's obviously he's famous, but he's, uh, he's normal. Says that he goes and sees people. Um, he still gets, like I said, he still gets asked to do things like you know, um, um, be a greeter or something like that. You're, I mean, you're Kevin Hart, but you know, you're still a parent. Your kid comes to school, do the green for us and whatnot. That's relatable. Um, but yeah, like I said, it wasn't a half funny. Oh yeah, and also the fact that he like this. I think just the setting was in his actual house or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because so, I don't feel comfortable leaving my house. Do you yeah, know, yeah. one of the things I put in my nose is that his house is fucking nice, man. Like literally, oh, yeah, it's, it's good, good to be a to be a celebrity and be rich in it. Like you can have a house that looks absolutely amazing. Mm, mm. But yeah, besides, besides all that, I I probably get this. I probably give it a call to chicken. Yeah. No, I can give a quarter chicken because I don't expect to have to get to the last 15 minutes of your set <laughs> yeah, for me to start laughing. Yeah, no, you know that's I mean? true. I feel cheated. Yeah, man, so it feels cheated, you know. But yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, that, that brings us to the end, man. So um, again, guys, check us out all our social medias. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're streaming on Twitch at Pratman19. Um, so give me a follow give me a subscribe uh, hope you're going to be getting some of the other guys streaming on there as well at some point um, but yeah man thanks for listening um, without further ado Martin say bye to the people come on catch you next time alright guys thanks for listening bye bye now bye